and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you for making us part of your day. We're going to talk to Bowler coming up here momentarily, Gordo. We'll get his thoughts on how the Jazz are playing. And uh, I bet uh, Bowler, who I I think is probably missing traveling on the road, you know, getting that uh, experience to call the action up close, but probably didn't uh, mind not being on the flight today. No, not, not at all. And uh, as I mentioned earlier in that one situation, that uh, that uh, we were on, Bowler and I were both on a plane that had to turn around and head back to the airport, and it's it's no fun, man. That is no fun for anyone. So we're just glad that the Jazz are all safe after their plane collided with a flock of birds. Well, in fact, there's one plane story I, wa- I want to ask Bowler about. But let, in fact, let's get out of the zone phone. Television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowler. Jack, what's up, Bowler? Hey, Jake. Gordo, how are you? We're great. Um, Bowler, of course, the Jazz, uh, their plane took off. It flew through a flock of birds, had to turn around and come back. And I I wanted to ask you about, I believe, a flight you were on. And Austin and I were trying to remember the details of it. But wasn't it a back-to-back from Phoenix to San Antonio? That Was yeah. it San Antonio that turned around? Tell that story because it was amazing because Donovan Mitchell the next night had like – 40 points with the flu. It was it was incredible given what you guys had gone through. But but tell us, what happened that time? Well, anytime you fly, it can be an adventure. And even though we do fly charter, it's um, it's still, you, you take, you know, risks in flying. It's very safe, obviously. But, you know, there's mechanical things that pop up all the time. But on this particular flight, they could not retract uh the flaps on the wings and so we had this incredible drag i remember we were going from phoenix to san antonio and i'm starting to do some work because we've got a game the next night so you know no better place to set up your laptop and your boards you know right there in front of you and all of a sudden i look out the window and i notice man we're just not climbing i mean we're just kind of like setting at this very low altitude and it kind of keeps going on for a good 30 or so minutes. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. I wonder if we're just going to take a low-level flight, you know, all the way tonight. But that's kind of odd, right? Um, because, you know, San Antonio is still a, a pretty good far piece from Phoenix. And then and finally they get on the, uh, the intercom and let us know that the uh, we're burning fuel at a very high rate and that we're making a turn, a slow turn back because they cannot retract uh, the flaps on our flight, and so we're dragging and can't climb, and we're burning fuel because of the drag, and I thought, holy cow. So, you know, you just try to focus, and, you know, you, you put your mind in a good place, and, you know, we land. Uh, we had incredible bad uh, air, as they like to say, uh, called the wave several years ago from Denver uh, to Salt Lake where we got hit with um, – some incredible down blasts of wind that hit the back of our tail and tipped his nose first and to the, to the left. I remember that night very well. I didn't sleep at all when I got home. It hit us twice, and it felt like, you know, the hammer of Thor, um, mm-hmm. you know, on the backside of the plane. And 
the engines wind and, and you drop and then you just kind of hold on and say your prayers and, and you hope for the best. But, you know, plane travel safe, it's just that sometimes it's rough up there. And, of course, you don't plan on hitting birds. as you. It looked like to me as I looked at the flight tracker, I believe they went north over the Great Salt Lake. And I was just telling Austin, I wouldn't be surprised if spring is, is upon us. Maybe more birds have become, you know, a little bit more uh, dominant in that area. And that's something that happens, you know. Um, more often than not, but that cone of the plane looked like, uh, again, it got per- it got popped pretty hard, and uh, just glad everybody got back safe. This year, of course, with COVID, we're not on flights. I miss the travel. I really do, but maybe not today. So, Bowler, in your experience in flying with, uh, with uh, the Jazz, are any of the players white, white knuckle flyers? Is this some? Is this something that uh, that is a, you know? It's a very real issue for some guys. Sure. You oh, know? Absolutely. oh, absolutely. It is for me. I'll, I'll 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 take. I'll be honest. There's there's days I I'm not in the mood, you know, and I just try to focus on something totally different to get my mind off. Especially, I can take my mind takes the hour and a half or two hour flights, but I know if we're starting in Salt Lake and landing in Boston or New York. Uh, or Miami five hours later, I've got to put myself in a different place. And I think a lot of, of the players are the same way. Hey, just because they're high-level athletes uh, doesn't mean they don't have uh, a little fear along the way. You know, I mean, we sit in the back, so see what's going on up front, but not all the way. You, you hear a few yips and yells once in a while, but, hey, we're doing the same thing in the back when you lose a little altitude or you hit some rough spots. Uh, you know, we've flown around, uh, you know, some pretty bad storms in our day. Uh, but the pilots do a great job to get us uh, out of harm's way. But, look, uh, anybody who flies uh, know, <laughs> knows there's a, there's a few times, man, that you just aren't real sure what, what's going to happen. But you hold on, and, and thankfully everything turned out good. Bowler, I've been comparing uh, last night's game against Cleveland to the game a couple of weeks ago uh, against Houston. And Quinn Snyder, after the game last night against Cleveland, was complimentary to his team, saying that uh, even though they got a big lead, they stayed focused, they kept moving the basketball, and most importantly, continued to play defense. Whereas after that Houston game, you'll remember, Bowler, Quinn Snyder came out in that press conference. He was hot. He was mad. He was critical of his team, even though they got a win. And, hey, Cleveland wasn't great, but that Houston team wasn't either. And it was a completely different feel after the game. Yeah, that was domination last night in all aspects. I think he had one comment where he said, I think we can improve on transition D, right, off turnovers, which still – kind of plagues the jazz if you want to look at one thing that i know he still wants to improve is you know taking care of the ball uh the passes sometimes aren't crisp the jazz do pass often in the way that they you know run the perimeter uh passing game and then sometimes you get a little lazy trying to go over the top or just you know force it inside to go bare and a lot of teams you know with smaller guard play now instead of going truly all you know a big or the traditional one through five lineup a lot of teams are just playing you know, playing ball players, right? They're all in that average six four to six nine range, and a lot of these guys are fast, quick, and you just have to be careful where you're going to put the ball. But uh, last night, Gobert again, just team defense overall. When you really look at it, uh, took apart a, a decimated Cleveland team. But I think again, what your point is, Jake, is that Quinn liked the effort from start to finish, and that's all he's been trying to get from the Jazz is that focus from the first to the fourth quarter. And I think Donovan is really the piece of that puzzle that's 
that you can point at point at because his play has been as consistent uh, since the All-Star break, I think, in his entire career, from the tip-off to the buzzer. I really believe that's where he wanted to be, and that's where he is at the moment. And the Jazz uh, have won six straight and are heading down to, to Memphis to try to take uh, the three-game series. Uh, isn't that crazy? Three games in six days against the Memphis Grizzlies. But that's the way of the world right now. You know, this whole idea of, of, of working on improvement against a team like that last night, Bowler, uh, is, it, is there a flip side to that? Is there a danger to getting acclimated to playing a, a clearly inferior foe so that, so that whatever it is you're working on really doesn't mean that much? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, to think it that way. Um, and I think it's hard. I think that's what Quinn's really trying to do, Gordon, is, you know, even though you're winning with large margins, and this has been typical throughout most of the season. You know, there's been a couple of slips and slides, but they have dominated teams throughout. And I think, again, it's the, the verbiage is used just to make sure you stay focused. I don't think he's trying to burn anybody out. Uh, I think he's still trying to use the coach speak of saying, look, we're not there yet. We can still you know, have room for improvement. And again, I think it's what most coaches will always do. Um, I've run across a few coaches, I'm sure you guys have, where you know they're never satisfied, and most players can read through some of that language because they know they're playing well. But again, he doesn't really go out and, and hand out a lot of huge accolades. He usually talks team, not individuals. And I think Donovan and Rudy and obviously Joe Ingles have been three of the most consistent players throughout the season. And still trying to get Bogey and Clarkson more consistent. And hopefully they catch fire, too, as the Jazz, um, you know, make their way closer to, to the postseason. I just think, you know, great teams who are on the cusp of greatness and haven't had the experience in the past, like the, the Lakers of old or the Bulls of old, uh, the Miami Heat, I think when you hit this new level, uh, you know, it, it takes time to understand how you have to be consistent. And I think that's what Quinn is really good at, is still sending a message of don't get complacent. And uh, he's really good at that, too, I think. Uh, I think he's getting the message across. They, they seem to be all bought in on the cliche of one day, one game at a time. But that's all you can do right now in a very limited amount of time, you know, practicing. They look at a lot of film. I know that. Donovan mentioned that last night. Film work is probably, um, you know, the first and foremost on, the, on these guys' minds. So, well, let's see if they can keep it rolling. They're back on a hot streak at six in a row and best record in the NBA. But, man, a lot of ball to be played, and hopefully they all stay healthy. Bowler, I want to ask you about the trade deadline and uh, two specific deals. Um, how much better do you think uh, Norman Powell makes Portland and Aaron Gordon makes Denver? I think both are upgrades. There's no question. And Denver especially. I like Powell. Um, and the Blazers have always kind of been swimming uh, to an, and, and really fighting Jake to get to that to the, to the level where the Jazz, I think, have finally reached. Um, but, again, it's hard to say until I see them, you know, in person on how they kind of work against the Jazz. Denver, we know what they can do. And having Gordon there pulling the trigger – and making that backcourt even stronger, uh, and all the way the all the way all the way around how they want to play. They can go big and go small. Uh, Jokic is a real issue for as, for Rudy, as we know. Um, so you know, Ilyasova, as he's you know kind of put his toe in the water for the Jazz, still is another 
bigger player that the Jazz can use in postseason. I think he's going to get his, you know, you know, look, he hasn't played in, what, seven months, and he's just kind of starting to figure things out, and Matt Thomas, too. But that one surprised me a bit, but yet, as they say, it's another, you know, another shooter, another guy in the arsenal, and there's a lot of them, man. The Jazz just keep coming at you in waves, and if the three isn't working, then they switch off and they can play at the rim or even Donovan's mid-range game along with Clarkson. So uh, this is an intriguing year, and the, the Jazz are fun to watch, and I know there's a lot of high hopes that they can you know, push through. How far? Man, I don't know. But right now, uh, there's not a team in the league that uh, seems to have an answer for them. There's injuries. I've been plenty of them, by the way, this year. And we'll see what uh, LeBron, how he comes back, and the way that uh, – you know Kevin Durant back east uh, with with um, with the Nets, but I like the way the Jazz are playing right now. Solid, confident, and I don't think they're overconfident. And I like that. I like that. They know they 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 know they still have work to do, and in, in all reality, they still do, and it's and it's on a nightly basis. Puller, this is something I wrote about in the columns, been posted at the Trib website, uh, but. The Jazz know they're being disrespected in some corners. I mean, these guys are pretty tied in with social media and with uh, the news of the day. They they know. They they know what uh, Doc Rivers said about uh, the Western yeah. situation. They, they, they realize this. But here's the cool thing, and I, I just made me think of it because you were talking about uh, them being aware, of, uh, and the team is aware. They, they understand where they need to get better, but they also understand that they've been challenged. And I think that's an advantage for this team in some respects, that uh, they, you know, when they go out and you beat uh, teams by 39 points one night, it's easy for that competitive edge to dull a little bit. But when you know that there are folks out there who are skeptics, who are doubters, uh, that tends to motivate young athletes, and I think it will with this team as well. No, your your column is spot on. Uh, I think that what the Jazz have been through, Jake uh, and Gordon, the last 14 months, this is nothing new of, of criticism, doubt, um, the Gobert-Donovan situation of can they coexist, will they ever play uh, as one, I think we've gotten a lot of answers this year, and I think it's it's still is an is many don't want to believe that a team uh, made up of Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert with Mike Conley, a 14-year vet who just you know was invited to the All-Star game for the first time, can actually disrupt uh, the super teams of the NBA, the East and the West the Lakers and the Nets, can they? Um, look, I was at CBS and Fox for and ESPN for nearly 25 years, and the networks probably, I'll be honest, we had meetings you know, where you sit back and go, what's your dream combo? Well, look, they want viewers, right? And they, want, they love East and West because you have the largest you know, metropolitan areas uh, in New York, Brooklyn area, L.A., and beyond. So that's the sexy matchup um but people forget that the bulls jazz series of 97 and 98 were the highest rated and viewed championships uh for the nba on television i believe that still holds true granted there was jordan but look it was also jerry sloan is also carl and john that put a lot of 
a lot of eyes on televisions, and it was two really back-to-back great years of, of basketball, despite the fact that Jazz didn't win. But I think that's still the battle the Jazz go through, and that's the situation that fans are upset about. Want respect, and I think you have to win one to finally gain it. And hopefully this year, do they push through? All signs point that way, at least being at the the peak of their play, Jake and Gordon, and if they can stay there and carry it through what will be a tough playoff series, um, you know, from the beginning to the end, I don't know. But I'd say I like the attitude they have, and they are playing with a purpose. They want to prove the critics wrong, and that isn't a motivator. There's not much else left out there. Bowler, I saw, and I'm trying to look for the exact number here, um, but I saw, speaking of your time at CBS, um, a tweet saying that uh, thus far the Elite Eight ratings have been uh, the highest for um, an NCAA tournament in like 15 years or something like that. Again, I'm I'm trying to get the exact, but uh, uh, or it was the Sweet 16, and they were up 13 percent, and the highest they've been in years. With this odd schedule, you know, yep. not the usual uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but going into Monday and Tuesday. If the if these ratings hold, do you see the NCAA tournament adjusting their schedule going forward? I think they will. You know, I talked to Nance yesterday, actually, and for the first time in quite a while, and uh, he kind of mentioned to me that they're excited about. You know, the change, um, I had a couple of exchanged a couple of tweets, or not tweets, but just text messages and and talked to him via Zoom. But, um, yeah, he, he I think he's surprised. I, and I think the guys around CBS are surprised. Remember, they've delegated four different channels now to carry the tournament, but now CBS had, you know, the two games last night. Um, and I think the league, the NBA, is going to change things up too uh Jake, I really do. I I think what we've seen in the scheduling this year, like the two games with Memphis, the two games in L.A. in April, I think we're going to see scheduling changes because it seems to, again, benefit the players first and foremost, but also kind of give some excitement to a team that comes in and you can play them on a back-to-back and have kind of a weekend of basketball in cities. Uh, I don't think Adam Silver is going to turn his back on any ideas to help the game, you know, at all. But we've learned, we've learned a lot from COVID. I mean, a lot. And I think also in the world of professional sports, we've kind of learned also uh, the attitudes and the temperament of fans. And that's who you really play to, right? That's who you play for, I hope. I hope they haven't lost, lost that direction. But um, I think you'll see some changes. I really do. And you want eyes. Uh, you want viewers. I think there's a, a, a concern right now that some of that's waning, right? Um, because of issues in the country. And um, I, I hope that even the, the way that college basketball is, I'm a little bit more interested this year myself because they've actually played. And also the fact that there's some teams that surprise some people along the way. And I, I think maybe that drives maybe the NBA as well, or will. We'll wait and see if the Jazz capture, quote, you know, the imagination of some of uh, the NBA fans around the country and want to see a, a team that isn't from the East or the West Coast actually get a chance to play for an NBA championship. Um, it kind of be refreshing, to be honest. So, Bowler, did you bust Nance on the fact that he's now like a star, TV star as far as appearing in ads with Samuel yeah. Jackson and Barkley and the, the rest of that crew? He's got a winery now. Do you know that? Wow. 
Yeah. That's he's a got good a buddy brand. to have. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he can ship it to Salt Lake, though, doggone it, or to Utah. Uh, sounds, sounds to me like the Bowler Jacks might need to uh, take a little visit. I should. I should. Yes. Uh, it's uh, His brand or his label is called The Calling, but it's for a good cause, by the way. It's all for all. And I didn't know this until I talked to him yesterday. Alzheimer's uh, research. His oh, father, awesome. Jim Jr., passed away about eight or nine years ago of Alzheimer's. And uh, he has an Alzheimer's center that he has developed in honor of his dad and doing research because as he told me there's no real treatment at all. And he's hoping that there will be a breakthrough uh, with that. So, Jim, I'd say a good guy, uh, started his career with the Jackie Sherrill show down in Houston and then had three years in Salt Lake City. And he just uh, is finishing up his 36th year uh, at CBS. And I think once Jim retires, I don't know if we're ever going to see, you know, a guy like that again, the face of a of a network, just because of the way things have changed. I mean, Musburger was at CBS and then Jim stepped in. But the old days of Howard Cosell and all that, I think, are, are kind of come and gone. But um, Jim said he's going to stay at the Masters until they drag him out. <laughs> and I don't, I don't blame him. That's, that's his love. You know, as he said, he wants to make uh, his final call at the Masters and put one more green jacket uh, on the winner at Butler Cabin. And uh, it was a good chat yesterday. We had fun. I bet he was in a good mood. He just signed a new deal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah, was... I think I think he's it's not Romo money, but I think he's doing okay. No, it's not far off. You yeah. know, this is <laughs> this is shows you the respect that Jim Nance has for Bowler. When we were doing the show together, remember when Jim came on with us? The, yeah, uh, the day the day of the 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 NCAA final. Yeah, he uh, he remember that Gordo? He talked yeah. to us on the floor just before he went out for uh for the uh the pregame hit on the pregame show. Yeah, he was yeah. great. I mean, he's he's yeah. a Yeah, he, and he has so much respect and love still for the state of Utah. He he talked a lot about that too and uh, we zoomed him. We're going to start something new with the Jazz uh, soon um uh, and I'll, I think that's going to be announced down the road, but uh, Jim's a guest and uh we'll have a lot of chats with him down the road, but um it was fun talking to him and catching up. We really haven't had a chance to to go that deep about the days of Paul James and Hot Rod and uh, calling games at KSL uh, when Channel 5 used to have the contracts uh, to both BYU and uh, the Utah Jazz. We we are fortunate to come to town and have that ability to, to get experience. Bowler, you are the best. Thank you very much for jumping on with us. As always, we'll, uh, we'll see you over here at the arena tomorrow night. Yeah, watch out for birds. Um, Seriously. Okay. You know, I'm just, hey, I'm just glad it all worked out because those are scary moments and uh, – Pilots, I'm sure, did a great job to get the guys back on the ground and on their way back to Memphis. But looking forward to seeing how that game turns out tomorrow night. Hard to beat a team three times. Uh, but if the, if anybody can, it's going to be the Utah Jazz right now. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, Bowler. All right, guys. Talk soon. See you, buddy. That's our friend Craig Bowler Jack. Uh, catch him, of course, with all the action on AT&T Sportsnet. Cool. He, he talked to Jim Nance just yesterday. That was awesome. Yeah. Glad I asked yeah. about to uh, see his time at CBS. No, no big those deal. Guys have, those guys are good friends, and uh, it's uh, we used to have Jim on the show with us because Bowler was close friends with uh, with Jim, and he, it was always a pleasure to talk to him. He's uh, he, I don't know. There's something about Jim, and he might have some critics out there. I don't know, but his voice to me sounds soothing, soothing. Hello, Hello friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Cliche, yeah.
It's become cliche. I was just, uh, by the way, I was just chatting with Bowler as we said our uh, salutations for the week, and uh, I, he said, you know, it's one thing to hit a hit a flock of birds with a plane. It's another for your best friend to abandon you and your 104 degree wife in the airport in an international country. Hmm. I don't know what he's referring to. No, I don't either. Strange. Can you think like of anything? About it. No, he's just that, that, whoever he's talking about sounds like a real jerk. <laughs> Your word's not mine. Who would do that? Who would? Hmm. Well, there might have been extenuating circumstances, <laughs> like if they were separated in the airport and didn't have any way to communicate with one another. Uh, apparently, we have a, a really um, bad situation developing. I'll have to flip the channel here on the TV, but apparently a ref just collapsed at the Elite Eight in Indianapolis. So everybody on Twitter, in fact, I'll, I'll flip it over. But, Whoa. Uh, Talking about how I uh, hope he's okay. Wow. Men or women's elite eight, does it say? Uh, I believe Both the it's in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, oh, th- yeah, that's true, yeah. It's, uh, it's the men. Uh, let's see, here's Pete Thamel says, one of the officials just passed out on the court, scary scene, hit the, th- uh, the floor with a thud. Doctors being called. Gonzaga assistant Tommy Lloyd immediately ran over to him looking fearful. Sheesh. What a, what a crazy day. Jeez, that is that is terrible. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, apparently, according to Jeff Goodman, he just sat up, so that's oh, good. that's really good. Uh, that's really good. All right, we'll have uh, more coming up next. We'll have uh, drop today for you straight ahead, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for Drop of the Day, brought to you by s Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now, where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say s Roofing for your free bid. By the way, that uh, the referee uh, was conscious and taken off the floor, so we hope uh, everything's okay. Just update our listeners real quickly. Um, let's get to uh, Drop of the Day, Gordon. Also known as Sounds of Various Clips. You ready to roll? Yeah, let me hear it. All right. Well, there was some controversy. Are you sure? Well, there was some controversy over the weekend. <laughs> you you wrote a column. You referred to a story Scotty told you, and you referred to Scotty as broadcaster. Uh, and uh, we brought Scotty on and talked about it at the beginning of our show yesterday. Well, it came up on the Hanson Scotty show today. And uh, here's your drop of the day. So we did a hour-long coaches show in that room. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, I told Gordon that story. And Gordon then, I thought, all right, well, that's great. I gave Gordon something, and I saw the column come out, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get my name in a Gordon Monson column. Well, I was thinking maybe a, a 97.5, 1280 The Zone reference. Exactly. Maybe a Hanson Scotty Show reference. Yeah. You know, sneak my name in there. We got a lot of opportunities. But at the very least, Scott Gerard. We got a lot of opportunities to promote the radio station. Yeah. Um, however, uh, when the story came out, this was uh, essentially all that was said. He once did a coach's show in Logan at a restaurant out of a closet, forced into that confined space, literally shoulder to shoulder, along with the show's host, 
by a technical glitch in a short wire. When the broadcaster informed the coach about the ridiculously tight space and that he may not want to do the show, Smith said, come on, let's roll, let's do that. The two of them, the host and the coach, in the closet, all chummy for an hour. I'm not even going to say I'm mad at Gordon. I'm just disappointed. Like I'm, I'm discouraged with him. Like, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I wouldn't punch him in the face over this, but I'm disappointed. Like, this is a kind of a real low blow. You know, you've known him for a lot of years. What, what, what reason did he cite to exclude your name? Well, he said that he wanted to protect his sources. For a fun story like that, I'm that's like, a fun story. Now, look, if I said, if I told Gordon, I'm like, look, Craig's a complete a-hole, and nobody likes working with him, and he's going to just be the worst at the University of Utah. This is a miserable hire. Then, yes, you know what? Probably no. leave my name out of that. That's a drop. Uh, yeah, but... Lloyd, Lloyd, do not make that a drop. But then it's like, <laughs> and please don't include broadcaster and host, because then Craig Smith's definitely... Gonna, yeah, then definitely you could have even said broadcaster of the year. What the heck? That would have been nice. Come on. I would have liked that. Oh, that would have been a perfect time yes. to note recognition. Scott Gerard, broadcaster of the year. Does he know how many battles you've been in for him? Like, does he know how many times you've picked up the rifle and the flag and fought for him? Does he know so. how many times you've talked pleasantly about him? Like, every time we have somebody that will come to a remote and be like, man, I sure love you guys. Absolutely love you. But, but Gordon sure makes me mad. Scotty's always the first one to say, hey. Hey. Hey, that's Gordon Malson you're talking about. Keep that opinion to yourself. You lay off, Gordon. I've, I've watched it 50 times over the last seven, eight years that we've been together. 50 times, minimum. And Gordon drops it as a broadcaster in the paper? I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just disappointed. I'm actually starting to whip myself into angry. Okay. I swear I remember like a similar circumstance. This has happened. Before. Oh, yeah. With Austin and Jake, where he referred to them as coworkers in a column. Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. The context. To, was he trying to? And if Austin and Jake, if you're listening, feel free to call in. Was I he trying to save their image or their name? Or was, was anonymity involved in that situation? Yeah. But, the th but to your point, like if he says, you know, a couple of the my coworkers on the big show, they know it's going to be Austin and Jake. Yeah. If you know, say, the broadcaster in Logan hosting the coach's show, they know that's going to be <laughs> no. me. And there's nothing I, to protect there. I'm just scratching my head. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. When he did that to Austin and Jake, were their feelings hurt? Yes. Very much. Very, very Still much. are. Still to this day. Because it wasn't just coworkers in that column. Took three three shots at me as an anonymous ghost in that column. We also got a colleague title. In Coworker, there. colleague, and one of them, a devout Mormon. Who so. is still going to order champagne. Oh, and I still will. Oh. By the way, I still haven't paid up that bet there, Gordo. I have not. You guys done? No. I'm done. Are you? I just want to hear Gordon's response. Well, as I have articulated precisely over the past 24 hours. Scotty was not mentioned in order to protect him, and it wasn't just glowing because I also had a source in there that essentially was calling Craig Smith a liar. Now, do I, did I want uh, my good friend associated with uh, that kind of thing? 
Well, I don't know. But Did the, I? The coaches show story was it was thinly veiled. Yeah, but still, when you actually name somebody, now you get them involved. Yeah, but when you make people <laughs> dig for it, it makes them seem like you've got something to hide. First of all, let me say, I I, I love Scotty Gerard. I mean, he's been a long time associate of mine, and uh, <laughs> but associate, associate, yeah, that's well, funny. he was he was he was our producer. Scotty was our producer for Bowler and Me. So not your equal or your coworker, just your associate. Well, an associate is an equal. <laughs> what about friend? Uh, a friend too, yeah, most definitely. But in that order, I consider him a friend. But I have passed along information from my friends <laughs> in uh, written form many times without naming them. You know, I I, I didn't. First of all, uh, okay, well. I am honored that it is such an honor to be mentioned in my column, you know, that, that, so I should take that as a compliment. Right. Uh, but I, but I was trying to protect my sources. That's why I didn't name. Him. All right. All right. So then why didn't you name us in the column admitting that you owed us dinner for BYU losing to Wisconsin again, us? I can't remember that. I don't even remember that column. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure I had a good reason for it. Uh. I'm sure it was justifiable, too. I just can't remember what that that was <laughs> mm-hmm. at this point. Now you sound like Mark so. McGuire and Roger Clemens. <laughs> can't remember I, stuff all I don't of a sudden. Mi- no, I don't want to misremember. Can remember stinky fish from 61 in the garbage can, <laughs> but can't remember why you didn't name me. <laughs> That's, uh, that's a good no, point, I, I mean, it's, but you didn't disguise it was Scotty very well. If you're really trying to protect him, I mean, like it'd be like us talking about you and saying, you know, the 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 goateed uh, columnist for the Salt Lake Tribune. I mean, everybody yeah, would see, under the, would immediately know who we're talking about. Yeah, but the way I used it in that column was to uh, somebody could have told me that story. And if I had named Scotty, then it would have been more obvious that I got it from him. I don't I don't see the connection there because everybody knew it was Scotty. Not necessarily. No. The broadcaster well, who hosts the coaches show? Well, yeah, they might have known it was him, but I was told that story by it, it it left room to be for me to be told that story by a third party. A swift Google search would have locked that down. No, no, because I someone could someone else could have told me that. AJ could have told me that story. See, and and Gordon, I think that's a legitimate but to me, when you give such obvious hints that it is Scotty that's the broadcaster, but don't name him, I immediately think, oh, Scotty told him this story. Yeah, I did too. Whereas <laughs> if you had said, someone told me a story once about... About Scotty. Yes. Yeah. But that would right. have been a lie. No, Scotty's somebody. It's about him. <laughs> now, now, don't be implying that I'm uh, saying that Scotty's nobody. Well, well you, you just you, did, and you, I'm going to save that. You said he was nobody in his hometown. <laughs> I did. Oh. Yes, you don't remember this. Dial that back up. <laughs> All the things I've told you through the years, and that's what you remember? Oh, it was very memorable. In fact, Scotty called into the show because he was so upset. You don't remember that? 
Oh, when I asked the, the the woman behind the counter if she knew who Scott Gerard was? It was some other stuff besides just that anecdote. I've driven through Declo with Scott Gerard. Declo has some stuff. It's got a school there. It's got a little uh, intersection. You do blink and you miss it. I stopped at a gas station near Declo. There was a woman behind the counter. I said, do you know Scott Gerard? She said, no. So not everybody knows him. What, are you just trying to put Scotty down? Why would you I tell thought, that story? No. At no point did I would put Scotty down. Declo uh-huh. has some stuff. You do blink and you kind of miss it. Not everybody knows him. I like Declo, man. I like the people I've met there. I got nothing but good things to say. Uh-huh. Look at that backpedal. I'm telling you right now. You're like Daryl Green. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, Scott Gerard is one of the people in this business uh, that I like the most. He is an absolute treasure. I love that guy. Nobody, Just nobody knows who he is. No, I didn't say no. I said not everybody knows who he is. That's Scotty, different. you want your name in the paper? You write a column that everyone loves to read. Then you get your name in the paper. You guys were ignoring the whole purpose that I didn't name him. You keep ignoring that as though it's nothing. But it was important to me to protect him. And it was important to him that you respect his name. <laughs> okay. All right, well, next time I'll include his full name, including... Well, how else are people in his hometown supposed to know who he is? (laughs) No wonder they don't. Seriously. Can't even get a name drop in the Salt Lake paper. Scott Gerard of 123 Main Street, Bountiful, Utah. What, he's going to dox him? Give out his yes. address? <laughs> but I love the way... way. I, I, look, I love the way in that whole thing. Now Hans wants his name in there, too. Well, Hans is just stirring stuff up. That's what Hans does. Hans likes conflict. Hans has his own history with you and things you talk about in your column about Hans. Oh, yeah. You called him like a, a chain smoker or something. Or he loves <laughs> what did, he loves women who smoke cigarettes or something like that. <laughs> Drink beer and smoke camel studs. <laughs> That's not exactly what it was, but close enough. Grew up around or on. That changes the whole sentence. Man, when I met Scott, when I met Hans's wife for the first time, the guys had to hold her back. She wanted to tear my eyes out for that comment. What happened? Anything? They held her back, and we were all good. You know, by the end of the night, my uh, significant uh, charm had uh, eroded, uh, or uh, you know, uh, eroded away all the animosity that might have been a misunderstanding. All of it. Took you just a few uh, minutes to get rid of that? <laughs> no. I, I I can't wait for my next opportunity to uh, name both Scotty and Hans in a column. Uh, I'm just I'm going to look for that opportunity, and I'm going to put it in there. What about Jake and I? Yeah. No, we're, we're not up to that standard. We'll get there one day. Awesome. <laughs> we'll get there one day, buddy. I'll sue uh, you if you ever name me. Quick update. Yeah, see, that's Slater, the problem. You're, you're, you're giving me Wolf. grief on both sides of this issue. I would be happy to publicize the two of you. Oh, that's nice of you, Gordon. Uh, real quick uh, score update. Gonzaga on top of USC with seven minutes to go in the first half. 29 to 15. So not, not going well for the Trojans. Uh, yeah. And uh, is the referee okay? Any other update on they, him? They just took him off, and he was conscious when he went off, so I'm not sure. Oh, maybe, good, maybe he good. Hopefully he just fainted or something not you know less significant than heart issues or something like that. Yes, that would be okay. horrible. Yeah. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
All right, it's time for Austin's List here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Austin Horton, our producer, has an enemies list someplace you don't want to find your name. And yet we put people on the list all the time. Who's going on the list today uh, there, Austin? Your choice. You want uh, horror or you want uh, bad comedy? Bad comedy. Okay. Bad comedy, then we turn to Etsy. You know what Etsy is, Jake and Gordon? I do. Gordon, you know what Etsy is? Isn't it some kind of social media platform? No, it's where people make their make and sell their own goods, like trinkets oh, okay. and and, All right. and other things. Uh, well, someone has cornered the the market on making the creepiest, creepiest uh, set of jewelry you can ever find. They take these little uh, baby dolls that are about the size of uh, uh, I don't know a, how the your fingernail. They're okay. really little. All right, and they. Uh, to chop their heads off or their arms or, or their torsos and they glue or affix them to other things like spiders and sharks and alligators and penguins or, or each other and or, or and uh, dinosaurs and eagles and so it's a whole collection of baby earrings but it's baby shark earrings baby penguin earrings baby on and on and on earrings that's creepy yeah. it's the creepiest creepiest thing i've ever seen and when uh, asked about why they did this the owner shell bells doodahs of the of the <laughs> etsy shop said it's funny isn't it and that's why she says she's doing it so you can uh, wear these really morbid gross earrings around if you go to shell bells doodahs etsy shop yeah. shell bells doodahs not owned or endorsed by the zone sports network no what is it creepy. what is a doodah Camptown lady, sing this song. Doodah. I mean, is a doodah a thingamajig? It's close to a what's it, I believe. Okay. All right. So anyway, she goes on the list. All right. Because uh, you don't mix babies with animals and get away with it. No. And make earrings out of it. That sounds strange. It's very, very morbid. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, you get on that Etsy, you can find anything. Isn't that the site that I was fooled with, with that stupid branch decoration that cost $300 or whatever it is? <laughs> was that Etsy? That? It might have been No, Etsy. was it? It could have been. I thought it was a bigger name brand than oh, Etsy. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. I was could it? understand if that was on Etsy. No, wasn't it the old C&B? <laughs> <It was. laughs> yeah, that's right, it wasn't. That would be more understandable if it were You ever been to Sonoma, California? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, one of those. That Went there with my friend uh, William. A twig. It cost, what was it? Wasn't it 100 bucks for it the twig? It was $100. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the twig with a little twine around it. and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a fond memory, Jake. No, it's bringing. not. That was terrible. You passed off on it. You're like, sure, buy it. Yeah, get it. I trust your judgment. <laughs> and then I get posted on social media what a dunce I am. <laughs> yeah, just form replying to your wife's text messages without reading them. I did. Apparently it was uh, a hot item. Even though you could have gone in your backyard and picked up a twig under yeah. one of your trees and just hung it on something. But Austin's totally right. If that were on Etsy, you'd be like, all right, this is just some wingnut trying to make a couple extra bucks. But the <laughs> fact that it was in a major retail outlet. Actually, was it a multiple major retail there outlet? Was a se- it's, they're owned by the same And it was more expensive company. at the other, right? It was $9 more at the, at, we'll call it the barn. <clears throat> yeah, that- How many of those do you think they've sold? 
if one, they were too selling, many. They were selling them for like a, a what about 119 bucks or something. Yeah, and it must have cost about what a dollar and a half maybe to make. Why would it cost anything? You just go to any park and grab a branch and put a well, yarn around it. Yeah, but since when yeah, does but that it matter? Have, it, had a, it had a nice ribbon tied to it or something. It did not. But, but I mean, <laughs> since when does that matter what the cost goes into it? I mean, you come to a, you know, or go to a concert or a sporting event or whatever, and you pay $12 for 40 cents worth of beer and a 10-cent cup. <laughs> yeah, but that's not a, that's hardly buying a branch off the ground in Central Park. True. Yeah, because you, got a, you worked up a powerful uh, thirst. You know, this is different. You don't need this branch. I forgot about this. Yeah, the branch. That was oh, it's stick. a bad day for you. That was a bad day for me. Sorry I brought it up. Whatever happened to it? We didn't buy it. I oh, was just catfished. She just sent me a link to it and said, what do you think about this? And she said, I'm going for the minimalist approach. What do you think? And I sent a text back that said, sure, that looks great. Whatever you want to do. And then she texted me back and said, sure, it looks great. It's a twig. <laughs> and you were cooked. And I was toast, yeah. Uh, she, knew, she knew that you were doing what you do, ignoring what she was saying, as you have often done. Before. No, I clicked through and I looked at it, and yeah, it didn't make any sense to me, but none of that crap makes sense to me. I'm not a decorator. I don't know. <laughs> never Which decorated anything going, in my entire life. When she said she was going for the minimal, minimalist look, uh, did you ask her whether the price was minimalist? No. He did. That would require him clicking through the, to the link. Yes, I know, through. which was the point and why he got in so much trouble. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever get out of the doghouse for that one? I mean, that was several months ago, so I'd hope so. I mean, I'm still married. <laughs> Happily so. No, Gordon, we're miserable. Well, she could be happier. <laughs> That's true for all our wives. Why is Gordon like digging? That's weird. Happily so. Oh, I'm just huh? goofing around. Huh? Come on. How's your marriage? Uh, on a good day, it's always good. What about a bad day? Then, I, then I'm an idiot. What about you know the worst that? day? Uh, you mean maybe I'd get flipped off? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't you get start yeah, exactly. the show by saying your wife? Are you on the couch and, now? You know, I was so impressed with how quick that came to her because she's not that you would never expect that. And now but, you're you're kissing up. You must have really done something. <laughs> I've never complimented uh, my wife on her flipping. Yeah, up. seriously. I don't, uh, Austin probably could scrape up uh, Cordell and Cordell's number if you need. <laughs> the fathers matter too. Gordon. Yeah. Don't. Hey. Don't post about it on social media. That's that's the first place her attorney's going to look. No, everything is good. It's we all love here. our client Cordell. And oh Cordell. no, they're they're amazing. <laughs> We're just making the jokes. Although, if things ever get rough in your house, Jake, you're in big trouble because you married an attorney. Yeah, and thankfully she has uh, very little family law experience. Although some, but not really her expertise anymore. I thought you were going to say thankfully her expectations are very low. Well, those two. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Quick tease, Gordon's going to be on with PK tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, here, I I'm thought glad I was you doing, brought that up. I was doing Gordon a favor. thought I'd give us a tease. Oh, you obviously forgot. A little promo. I, now, now I'm glad I reminded you. 
Set yeah, the alarm I, tomorrow, Gordon. I, I always look forward. Uh, you think uh, you think PK will mind if I join him halfway through the show? You know, because they start awfully early. Well, I think you should at least tell him that. Because if you just <laughs> if you just no show, yeah, then I think that would bug him. But if you told him what to expect, you know, then he can deal with it. I'm really looking forward to appearing with uh, with a coworker during a show in the morning. <laughs> a broadcaster of that. Yeah, also a broadcaster. A broadcaster. Yeah. Uh, now PK's always a joy to work with. I, you know, he's one of my best friends. I, uh, Patrick Canahan is a, he is uh, an angel of a dude. I can't wait to hear what PK is going to blindside you with tomorrow, though. Doesn't oh, he usually find something, something yeah, oh, uh, to yes. really blindside you with? Yeah, and he may blindside you too. Ah, oh, no, he never. They blindside me with you. Oh, I doubt that. Not being there. He no. he's nice to you. Whenever I fill in for DJ, he just likes to get ornery in like the first several minutes and just go at me personally. <laughs> I mean, it's not unlike uh, doing show with you oftentimes, but uh, you know he he brings it fast like and furious. What? I Give say, me one example of PK going after you personally. Come on. Oh, it it happens all the time. Yeah, it's all right. I, you know, I I get I try to give as good as I get when I fill in with PK. But you got to be on the defensive because you know nothing's out. I don't of know. Bounds. PK's pretty darn good, man. That guy. That guy good is at what? Uh, at, uh, at tearing that, you a new one. If that blindsiding you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's a good. Uh, he's a good debater. So anyway. Of so you were, uh, you were captain of the Skyline debate team. I forgot. I was uh, incredible. It's true. Were you really good? Were you like all state? Do they have like an all state team for debate? Uh, they have a state tournament, which uh, I'm trying to remember if I won that or took second. I can't remember. So you were an all event. you were an all state debater. Yeah, I guess you could say that. All right. I loved oh. debate. It was great. I'm going to go Gee, back to those times, simpler tell. times. Some... <laughs> Jake, you you could you would argue anything. I know. That's what but I do. But usually you're supposed to put logic in there, too. Oh, see? The personal attacks. Got to put up with them every day. Go home in tears. And Gordon doesn't care. I'd agree <laughs> I with it. you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. I love it when I'm getting in an argument with Jake. And uh, I say, why do you feel that way, Jake? And Jake says, just because. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. No, you're, you're, I'm sure you were excellent in that uh in that realm. Yeah, again, Maybe I'm... you should have been an attorney, you know? You probably could have won a few court cases. You know, here I've got a night where I don't have the jazz. I can go home, eat dinner with my family, and I'm just going to go home in tears. It's all right. Go on. <laughs> I'm going home upset. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Taking my work home with me. Thanks a lot, Gordon. People are going to believe you when you talk like that. They don't know that we're good friends. People never believe me, Gordon. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I they, hope you. They have don't a, believe a word that comes out of my mouth. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful evening of, of no basketball. Now, Are you going to watch basketball? No, I don't believe you. Uh, am I going to watch basketball? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I'll probably try and tune in to the to the NCAA tournament game, see what's going on there, so we can talk about it tomorrow. But. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably uh, tune into the Real Housewives of Salt Lake if that was on instead. But oh, since man, it's not, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the NCAA tournament. What a story today! Well, I, you know, you guys talked about that before I got out of my meeting. Did you have a thought on that, Jake? Yeah, then I'm so excited that she got arrested while they were filming, according to the rumors. 
That means it's yeah. going to be part of season two. <laughs> I'm dialed in, man. I'm there. I wish you were airing tomorrow. Ratings, ratings will be high. Gordon, have a great day. We'll uh, talk right. to you tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Jake. It's a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.